Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. (coughs) 
Almighty and everlasting God, who in Christ hast revealed thy glory among the nations, preserve the works of thy mercy, that thy church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of thy name. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of, of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When he makes himself an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days, the will of the Lord shall prosper in his lands. He shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The word of the Lord.
a reading from Hebrews. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to be act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honor put upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Matilzedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard for his godly fear. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designed by God, a high priest, according to the order of Metelzedek. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us your sit one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. 
but to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said, You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the book, the recent book, The Psychopath Test, a journey through the madness industry. Its author, a Mr. John Robinson, who's a British journalist, researches the idea of psychopathy. Psychopathy, or being a psychopath, that mental illness which is best characterized by a complete and total lack of empathy. That is, understanding, feeling, or caring about another person's emotions or their well-being. John Robinson becomes interested in the nature of psychopathy because a group of modern psychologists quipped that psychopathy is, and I quote, the madness that makes the world go around, and that a complete and total lack of empathy lies at the heart of political and business elites. I'll say that again. Madness is the that psychopathy is the madness that makes the world go around. And a complete and total lack of empathy lies at the heart of political and business elites. It's a strong claim. So John Robinson, being the good journalist that he is, sets out and explores the idea that many corporate and governmental leaders are psychopaths whose actions to others can only be explained by taking into account the fact that they have psychopathic traits. Mr. Robinson looks at the world's most elite CEOs through the, ends, through the lens of the standard for psychopathy, Robert D. Hare's psychopathy checklist. It's the clinical tool that is officially used to diagnose psychopathy. Now the hair checklist, what it's called, is a rating scale of 20 items and it has several, uh, several categories 
for this sermon we'll only look at one personality traits those traits that are scaled or rated are glibness or superficial charm a grandiose sense of self-worth pathological lying cunning or manipulative behavior lack of remorse or guilt shallow affect which is a lack of genuine emotion or egocentric emotion only a lack of empathy or callousness failure to accept responsibility that's the checklist so mr robinson studies a man one of the world's elite ceos in our country and it's a man that many of us are probably familiar with al duncan or as he's more affectionately known al the chainsaw duncan the sometime ceo of sunbeam al is the man credited with shutting down sunbeam plants all around rural areas in the south areas like laurel mississippi bay springs shibuta in one year alone Mr. Duncan fired more than 12,000 employees, creating ghost towns all around. And Mr. Duncan fired employees with such great flippancy, even joy, laughing at times at their fate, that many business magazines, publications, and groups began to ponder, seriously ponder, the possible connection between psychopathy and successful CEOs. Now, for those of you who might be interested in reading John Robinson's book, I won't totally spoil it. I will say, however, that of those CEOs interviewed and tested, Mr. Duncan was deemed not to be psychopathic, just extremely successful, and only interested in monetary gain, the bottom line, and had no concern for the human cost of it. Now, why is a priest reading this book? Why is my head not buried in the Bible or in some theological work? I read the book because I was very intrigued, very intrigued by the idea that to be powerful or successful in business, you had to have these certain personality traits. To be a high-ranking, powerful, successful, elite politician, you had to possess these certain qualities. Now, I will say that it is true that there are certain qualities or charisms, traits, that make natural leaders. The idea that the traits and qualities equate to madness, to me, was fascinating. Madness meaning insanity. Psychopathy is the madness that makes the world go round and a complete and total lack of empathy lies at the heart of political and business elites. The idea that to be super successful, you must be egotistical, manipulative, cunning, shallow, uncaring, superficial, but charming, is something to ponder indeed. Are these really the traits that our highest ranking politicians and CEOs, our elites, possess? Now I'll leave judgment to you, but that the idea is presented and kicked around among learned people, accredited people, that there is some truth 
in this research should give us all pause. If nothing else, this thesis stands in confrontation, in direct opposition to this morning's gospel lesson. James and John, two of the closest apostles to Jesus, along with Peter, the only ones blessed to witness the transfiguration, they're given special insight that the others were not. They're treated in ways that the others are not. These three men were the only ones to be given nicknames by Jesus. Peter, Kaipha, the rock. James and John, the sons of Bonerges, sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. Now this morning, James and John ask our Lord, inquire of him, grant us to sit, Lord, one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. They ask Jesus to be leaders, to be rulers, to have a high, lofty, exalted place in his kingdom. They desire power, recognition, authority. And it is of great note and of great irony that they ask this of Jesus immediately after Jesus has had his conversation with the rich man. That's the gospel we read, read last week when the rich man leaves dejected because he had many possessions and our Lord says to be perfect give all your possessions to the poor and follow me our Lord declared it was impossible for the rich to enter the kingdom of God I think it's also important to note that the verse of Scripture right in between last week's gospel and this there's a paragraph or two records this and they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them, that is, the disciples. And they were amazed. And those who followed Jesus were afraid. So here we go, having very difficult teachings. Jesus had said many hard things, many things that are counter to what those who follow him knew, understood as righteous, and they are scared. And they are amazed as they follow him. It frightens, it scares and amazes all but the sons of thunder who seem oblivious to what Jesus has said. And they ask for the very thing that Jesus condemns. Grant us to sit at your right hand and at your left in your glory. So I think it's fitting that we look at exactly what Jesus is promoting as correct as a holy way of being. Mark 10, 42. And Jesus called them and said to him, to them, you know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So, within the kingdom of God, within the Christian faith and practice, the most highly regarded personality traits all have to do with serving others, with loving others, with sacrificing your own desires for the good of others. The personality traits are virtues that are honored, that are held dear to Jesus, are purity, self-control, charity, 
persistence, patience, kindness, humility. They are things like valor, honesty, generosity, liberality, diligence. How many of our children's role models possess the traits of Jesus Christ? How many elite, successful businessmen and politicians embody what Jesus posits as being the highest form of God's economy? How many celebrities see their calling and vocation as being a servant to all? I really think it's a fair argument that if you were to promote Jesus' idea of success, of prosperity in this world, you would be laughed at. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. It seems like a recipe for failure, a way of being that only serves to get a person trampled. But the question must be asked, can a person, is it possible for a person to embody Christian virtue and be successful in politics or in business? Now, I certainly think so, and I can think of many examples of people who are able to embody virtue, embody the idea of the servant, and still be successful. But I do believe the words of the psychologists have merit. Psychopathy is the madness, the insanity that makes the world go round, and a complete and total lack of empathy lies at the heart of political and business elites. In the greatest act of love and service the world has ever known, Jesus Christ gave himself as a ransom. Jesus Christ saved our souls. Jesus Christ rescued us from death. Jesus Christ rescued us from the madness of the world. Jesus Christ did not come possessing glibness or superficial charm. Jesus Christ did not have a grandiose sense of self-worth. Jesus was not a pathological liar, nor was he cunning and manipulative. He did not have a sense or a lack of remorse and guilt. He did not have a shallow affect and most certainly did not have a lack of empathy, was not callous. He accepted responsibility for the sins of the world. Jesus showed us how to live, what traits we should possess, what characteristics we should embrace. Purity, self-control, charity, persistence, patience, kindness, humility, valor, honesty, generosity, liberality, and diligence. My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let us embrace Christian virtue in our lives let us promote Christian virtue among our peers and let us expect nothing less from those who lead and guide us than virtuous. For Christian virtue and service, I am convinced, is the only sane and saving way to be in a world that is insane and lost. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
standing, let's affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, with all our heart and with all our mind. Let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, and the welfare of the Holy Church of God, for the unity of all peoples. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for Barack, our president, for the leaders of the nations, for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the city of Laurel, Jones County, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, for the sick and the suffering, especially Easton Adams, Erica Adams, Alfredo Adam, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Ann Bennett, Dewey Blackledge, Suzanne Boyd, 
Beth Broken, James Ray Bush, Bill Chancellor, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Sylvia Ellis, Ethan, Ethan Estes, R.A. Galher, Mitchell Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bill Harrison, Harrison, Leroy Jensen, Byron Jones, Ken Jordan, Pat Killen, Mary Nichols, Chris Peavy, Whitney Pickering, Yarborough P Piper, Judy Pilgrim, Jenny Lou Kwan, Ashley Rogers, Kathleen Sanders, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Danny Shrews, Arlene Sims, John Thames, Martha Jane Tyler, Mary Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Erlene Wright, and Lisa Worrell. Let us pray to the Lord. For your handmaids with child, especially Elizabeth Hancock and Megan Elizabeth Rotter, and those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Linda Howard, Randy Jackson, Leroy Jensen, Than Reeder, Lloyd B. West, and Janet Kurzisno. For the protection of men and women in our armed forces at home and abroad. Especially John Aspel, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Boothler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Klecker, Stan Harris, Jane J. Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Yormillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Walters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployment and the destitute, unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, including John Jeffries, and for all of the departed, let us pray to the Lord. For the deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses. Let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the Virgin Mary and St. John and all thy saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give us grace, we beseech thee, to walk worthy of thee, so as to be pleasing in thy sight, that being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge and love of thee, we may be made meet at last to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have not done. We have not loved you for our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this uh, crisp and lovely fall morning. It's, um, it's been uh, quite an eventful a week here at, at, the, at the parish. Uh, on Monday, we buried a dear friend, longtime parishioner and pillar of this church, John Jeffries, and I uh, want to thank everyone who, who lended a hand and, and who helped out and, and made that a very uh, special and fitting day 
On Wednesday, we had our uh, annual uh, stewardship dinner, which was, uh, being in October, was, was less than perfectly attended. Uh, but I do want to thank everyone who, who helped out with that and who for it helped get the meal out and in and, and taking care of everything. And because it was less than perfectly attended, um, we have brought stewardship packets. Uh, before we mail them, if you did not pick yours up on Wednesday night, they are available in the back of the church. I think Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth, Higginbotham has them, or the vestry person of the day will have them. Uh, so please, please pick yours up in the, in the back of the church. Uh, and then uh, last night we, we uh, married Daphne Harlow, or who is now uh, Daphne and Jason Johnson. Uh, we had a huge crowd and it took a lot of work on behalf of the faithful of the parish to, to pull that off. So thank you to all who made that possible. So that explains some of our attendance this morning. Uh, everyone had such a great time after the wedding that, uh, that I think they, they decided their, uh, their uh, pillow was more comfortable than the church pew. So, uh, but uh, thank you to all the parishioners this week. It's been an extraordinary week at the church, um, but, a, but, a very, uh, but a very good one, and it's because of all the, the uh, work of the faithful. Uh, this coming up week, uh, things should be uh, somewhat normal. I do have two things I want to direct your attention to. The annual wine tasting and silent auction is this coming up weekend. The vestry people have tickets uh, for sale. If you have not bought yours, please do so. We have some wonderful, wonderful items at the auction, including uh, Dr. Vial is, is auctioning off a, a fishing trip at his uh, fishing camp. And I think he has a, like a 36, 38-foot uh, boat. So it's, it's a deep-sea fishing trip for six people at a wonderful place. Uh, so that's one of our, our large items for sale. We, we also have what? I'm not, sorry, I'm getting heckled by the, in the back back there. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, there, there, there's a lot of wonderful things going on. We have craft beer uh, this year as well at the silent auction. Uh, there'll be Trappist uh, from the Trappist monks. We have craft beer from, from them uh, as well. So there's a good opportunity to, to purchase some wonderful things, unique items. Uh, so please do buy your tickets for that and, and uh, mark your calendars. Uh, the Honduras Medical Mission, one of our fundraisers for that, uh, as you know, we have to raise uh, a large sum of money, somewhere about around, uh, we need to raise about $10,000 from this parish, this efforts a, a, a year. Uh, so we have a script program, and what, that ha what happens in that is we raise money without giving the church any money. Uh, we have uh, scripts, or, or, or you can uh, purchase cards to buy things at different places. Uh, take, for instance, um, like Target. Uh, if you know you're going to give a gift card to people for Christmas for Target, or if you know you have things to buy that are coming up from Target, uh, you can come to the church uh, and, and purchase a $100 gift card or script card, and then a certain percentage of that goes, uh, comes back to us, and you spend the money on the card at Target. So you may either give those as gifts or use them for yourself, but uh, the Immaculate Conception School did that several year, years back, and they were making uh, bringing in about $3,000 every time they would do the script. So it's uh, really profitable, can be, if we all get involved. So if you, uh, please take a moment to look over that. It's on email. I think there's something on the back of the table, I hope. Oh, okay, so, so check it out. And I think uh, one last thing I will mention is uh, there's also the Book of the Dead is on the back. Uh, November is fast approaching. November the 4th, we'll have our All Saints Day celebration. We'll have uh, the baptism uh, we'll have baptisms that morning and a wonderful celebration. And that evening, we'll have our All Souls Requiem Mass, uh, where we will pray for the, for the dead. So if you have uh, loved ones who are gone or not forgotten that you would like us to mention by name and pray for by name that night, there's a book in the back of the church to do that. You may also do it online. Uh, we're also featuring the music of 
uh, Thomas Louis de Victoria, who was a very influential and important composer. He's from Spain. Uh, since we took our pilgrimage there this summer, I thought that would be interesting to, to uh, try that. Uh, but the, the uh, music is from the 1600s, uh, early 1600s. It's the Renaissance period. Uh, so it's uh, a very lovely, ethereal experience. So not only will we uh, do Christian work and pray for our dead and remember our dead, but we'll also uh, do it in a very uh, heavenly, ethereal style. So uh, mark your calendars for that. Uh, also, if, if we need, uh, we're still hadn't quite got the, the money necessary to, to, to uh, help with the choir and things for that. So if you would like to give, help give uh, that music in honor of a loved one gone but not forgotten, uh, we would like to give you the opportunity to, to do so. Uh, finally, ECW is, it's not tomorrow though, right? No, next Monday. So mark your calendars. ECW meets next Monday. Um, what, are we doing anything? What are we doing? Trivia. Okay, we're having Hallows Tide Trivia, Catherine says. So uh, mark your calendars. We, uh, it is a fun, it's a fun day for all the ladies of the parish. And uh, ladies who want to invite other people are welcome to do so. But more information on that will be forthcoming. So I think today's announcements were longer than my sermon, so I hope, hope y'all are still awake for, from all of that. Uh, again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord, the honor do his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God in thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for the wedding and matrimony of Daphne and Jason. May God grant them many years. May they be prosperous and may they exude in their lives the love Christ has for his church. We also give thanks this day for the Christian virtues. May we accept nothing less in those around us, and we may, may we excel to possess nothing else than those in ourselves. And may the soul of John Jeffries and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life, you made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this 
is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. Luke the physician, St. John our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say,
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
Lord be with you. The Mass has ended. Go in peace to love to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.